This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Welcome to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you've missed any of my talk radio breakfast show, don't worry. We've put some of the punchiest bits of this morning's show into a bite-sized podcast, the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. Enjoy. Online, on DAB and on the talk radio app. Talk radio. Talk radio. Julia Hartley Brewer at breakfast on talk radio. Good morning to you. This is Radio Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Of course, the main story today is that a new lockdown from midnight last night across large swathes of northern England affecting Greater Manchester, West Yorkshire and Lancashire. Well, let's talk about that right now with Health Secretary Matt Hancock. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, tell us first why you felt it was necessary to ban households from meeting with each other indoors, anywhere, in homes, pubs, restaurants, anywhere at all, as of midnight last night in these parts of the country. Well, uh, Julia, we've been tracking what's been happening across the country and... uh... Oh, we've got a few problems with that phone line, as you can hear. Mr Hancock, just one second, you just cut out for a moment, but if we could uh, try again, that'd be very grateful. So we we've been we've been tracking the the, the virus across the country, and the thing that we've discovered uh, is that in, in particularly in these areas, um, the, the 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 transmission, the number of people who are catching the virus from in from meeting people in their own home, meeting friends and relatives, is higher, uh, and and unfortunately the number of cases is going up. And so we needed to take this action. We made it as targeted as possible. I appreciate it's across large parts of uh, of northern England. Um, but we we made it targeted on this because this is where the evidence shows that the uh, that the virus is spreading from households uh, getting together. Uh, and, and, you know, it's one of the things that we love to do. And, and, and people, understandably, you know, it's this sort of social contact that it makes life worth living, but unfortunately, it's it's also what the virus thrives off. Okay, when did you first become aware that there was this issue and that you were seeing a, a rising trend in infections? Because a lot of criticism, not necessarily of the decision uh, to introduce this lockdown, but to do it in a tweet at about nine fifteen on a Thursday night, just hours before it came into force at midnight. 
Well, I, I don't think there's been... Uh, I think people understand that we have to move uh, rapidly. So when did, how, how soon between you knowing that there was a problem and you actually announcing this? How, how, what was the time frame? Well, we track this information all the time and we've been working with the local authorities to try to control this in a more local way uh, for, for several weeks now. Uh, and uh, it, but it became clear that this this wasn't working, and we needed to take action. Uh, and and we do sometimes, I'm afraid, have to take rapid action. And I think people understand that. I don't. Uh, no, I think un- people. I think people do understand that. But I'm asking yeah. you. Chaired a meeting yesterday with the local Action Gold Committee, looking at the latest, yeah. latest data, showing this increasing rate of transmission. So also, although it's still low compared with what we've seen in recent months, it, the direction of travel is concerning. I think people understand that. You're acting yeah. quickly. But it's, what time did you finish that meeting, having agreed you were going to have to uh, uh, introduce this local lockdown? And how many hours was that before you actually announced it on Twitter at 9.15 at night? Well, as a matter of fact, um, I, I made it clear in a, in a public statement that I gave. Um, and of course, we communicate using all the modern tools. So uh, you know, what matters is uh, how do you get the message as quickly as possible to the people affected. Okay. Um, we took the decision during the uh, during the day. Um, we had uh, a series of uh, discussions about it. I spoke to Andy Burnham, the mayor of Greater Manchester, um, and uh, and and you know, we've been working with the local uh, councils as well uh, to make sure that we take the action. So uh, you know, so, wait a bit. The so meeting, Andy the formal, Burnham's yeah. So the formal, the formal meeting, meeting was at... was in the uh, was in the afternoon. And then we took the decision and made it uh, made it public as, uh, as as quickly as possible. But you know, I think the thing is, Julia, people appreciate that we sometimes need to move fast in response to this virus. I, I think people in saying in this case, not fast enough in terms of getting the announcement out there. People would not often wouldn't have seen the announcement last night. People have got lives spending their time with their families. They'll wake up today and, and simply won't know the rules. Um, but it's been quite a lot of criticism. One, one criticism from Marie Leconte saying, if anything, I'd say the rules on the localised lockdown are a bit too clear. Next time, Matt Hancock should slip the announcement in five chocolate bars across different news agents in the town he wants to lock up. I mean, there is a lot of confusion. We already know a poll yesterday that only 45% of people are understanding current lockdown rules and only 14% have a full understanding of exactly what they are. This is going to make it even harder for people, isn't it? Well, no, because the rules in the in Greater Manchester, in East Lancashire and in uh, the West Yorkshire, out, other than in outside of Leeds, are really clear, which is that people can't, uh, congregate in uh, in other people's homes or gardens uh, and shouldn't go to you know they, they can go to the to the pub to hospitality but shouldn't do that with uh, members of uh, with people from other households it's really clear I'm really glad that the vast majority of people uh, uh, not only understand but are following the social distancing rules and what we've seen during throughout the crisis is people following the rules uh, when we set them out and you know that that's the we we move fast and we have to sometimes that's the nature of the virus and then we're it's clear 
as we possibly can be with the uh, with the communications. And that's okay. exactly what's happened this time. Is there a big elephant in the room that people are tiptoeing around and needs to actually be said out loud that we're looking at, you know, look, we had that extra lockdown in Leicester. We've seen problems in Luton. We're seeing it in Bradford. Large numbers, uh, a lot, large numbers of the areas that you're talking about which are being affected by this, the four and a half million people, have large Asian populations. Now, we're entering you know, Eid celebrations today. Uh, many Muslim families we've been wanting to meet up today. Big concerns about uh, three-generational families living together, large extended families meeting up in homes uh, where there's a high risk of transmission. Is it the case that you are particularly concerned about Eid festival celebrations today? And that was why it had to be brought in so soon. Is there also particular concern that certain communities, particular Asian communities around the country, are not obeying the lockdown or are more affected uh, by the virus because they often do live in uh, larger three generational families where there are more people are at risk in any one household? Isn't this something that we need to address and we need to address in in plain English uh, and also a concern that there are many communities where English isn't a first language. They're not watching mainstream media. People simply aren't aware of and not obeying the lockdown rules at all. Well, we are putting a lot of communications in 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 all the languages that people uh, live their lives in. Uh, and um, that that is a, a really important part of making sure we get the the message across. And my heart goes out to the Muslim community because you know with Eid celebrations this evening, uh, clearly this is going to have a very big impact uh, on, on on those affected. And we've been working with the imams and with the other religious leaders across uh, well across the country to to have COVID secure ways of of celebrating Eid this evening, um, and uh, but unfortunately, you know, people are not going to be able to uh, to you know, households are not going to be able to meet uh, in indoors. Uh, but we have left the exemption because we know outdoors is much safer. We have left the exemption that people two households can meet uh, in a public outdoor space like a park, um, uh, so long as they're socially distanced okay. and. But you know, uh, that but, rule's there for all of us. But well, Exactly, and, and these rules do affect all of us, and they're about keeping us all safe. But we do yeah. know that, that people in ethnic minorities have been at higher risk of dying of this disease. We don't know whether mm. it's demographics, socioeconomic reasons, the jobs they do, uh, yeah. uh, health risks of diabetes, from uh, et cetera, et cetera. Is yeah. it a simple coincidence that the places that have been named to be that affected by this extra lockdown have large Asian populations? Is that a coincidence? Or is there a particular issue where some populations in this country have not been, for whatever reason, obeying the lockdown enough to keep themselves and everyone else safe? Yeah, uh, well, it is. Uh, look, I think the way the way I put it is this, that um, the virus spreads uh, from human to human no matter what community you're from, and it spreads f- when people are are are, are close, uh, uh, and so everybody needs to follow uh, the rules which are there for good reason. And uh, we've got it, and so it doesn't, you know, whatever language you speak, we've got to get the message to uh, to people uh, that uh, that social distancing is incredibly important. Okay. Uh, to slow the spread Again, of the virus. You're, you're tiptoeing around this. The, the, the tiptoeing around, I know people are doing it for politically correct reasons and for good reasons. 
But this is about saving people's lives. If it is the case, and I don't know whether it's the case, I'm not the yeah. health secretary, I'm not an expert in this, I'm simply asking the questions. If it is the case that there are certain communities in this country who are not obeying the lockdown for whatever reason, whether they don't know mm. about the lockdown rules because of language issues, whether they're living in sort of right, you know, parallel communities, whatever the reason is, they're having to live in three generational households uh, due to sort of just demographic circumstances. Um, yeah. Do we not have a duty of care to speak yeah. in plain English and say, look, you know, some people are not obeying the lockdown. You in particular need to obey the lockdown. You're putting yourself and your families at risk. Yeah, well, it, it's the thing is, it's not it's not quite as simple as uh, as that, because um, there are there are different uh, groups um, who are um, who are adversely affected. Yeah. Um, and we've got to make sure we communicate well with all of them in in the in the way that they receive the message if you see what i mean it's it's no good just me saying it it's how people hear it but it's not just about um ethnic minority communities for instance we've seen a significant problem with uh migrant workers from eastern europe who work in uh in food factories or on uh, or in or in agriculture you know food picking so it isn't it isn't as simple as okay. um the way that you put it but it is a fa- what i will say is it is really important that we get the message out to everybody and it is harder to get some of those communications uh, across which means we need to work harder to get the messages okay. across from people who are trusted in languages that, that people live their lives Across the UK, online, on DAB, and on your smart speaker. Talk Radio. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Online, on DAB, and on the Talk Radio app. Talk Radio. Andy Burnham, who kindly joins us now. Good morning to you. Good morning to Good you. morning. Um, we spoke to the Health Secretary, Matt Hancock, a little bit earlier in the show. He said he had uh, spoken to you earlier in the day. When were you first aware that we were going to look at these uh, further restrictions and social distancing for people across uh, the north of England? It was about four o'clock yesterday afternoon uh, when the Health Secretary called me. To be honest, uh, Julia, 
you know, we'd we'd seen the data ourselves the day before. So I'd been one of those people arguing for more data over recent weeks and the government finally had given us that. So I could see the same thing that they could see. And what I could see was rises in nine out of the 10 Greater Manchester boroughs over the space of a few days. And it was that general uh, spread of the virus that uh, made me conclude, and of course the government conclude, that something was needed to okay. uh, to stop and, to reverse that trend, and that rise in the number of uh, infections that were positive that was happening only in recent days. It's not been a very slow rise. It's just been very recently. Yeah, that's the thing that really uh, jumps out from this. So this time last week, I got data for all ten Greater Manchester boroughs. Nine out of ten had a falling rate of cases. Today, that picture is completely reversed. Nine out of 10 have a rising rate of cases. And I think this is what people need to bear in mind when they're thinking about, well, why is this being announced late on a Thursday night? And it's all confusing. And I do understand that, by the way. But the the, the virus can change so quickly in a heartbeat. You know, you can see a rise that, that takes off. And I'm afraid that's what we've seen in some of our boroughs in the last uh, in the last few days. Hence the need for decisive action. OK, now you've seen us across the board, you're saying in Manchester, but a lot of people are pointing out that in many of the other cities and towns that are affected, it's uh, that in Greece has largely been, and we've seen this in Leicester uh, as well, and again also in in uh, in, in Bradford, uh, sorry, in Blackburn, sorry, where we had more restrictions last Friday. A lot of this is in the Southeast Asian communities um, who are living often in you know, much more uh, cramped conditions, crowded conditions, often three generations in a household. Uh, that's very typically the norm, uh, far more so even ethnic minority households than white households in this country. Um, is it your concern that, that we have in the in the messaging about the lockdown and, and how people should be behaving and social distancing, hand washing and, and masks, that, that the full message has not got through to every community in the same way? I think there is an issue with people getting fatigue, I think, isn't there, from the whole situation? And I understand that. Everyone understands that. And certainly there has been an issue with parts of the Asian community around spread of the virus in the the type of housing, Julia, that you describe. And this time last week, we had isolated hotspots in some of those communities in in Rochdale, particularly, but in Oldham as well. The change this week is we've seen uh, rises in other communities. So Altrincham, a very different community in the south of Greater Manchester. And I think that is the kind of change on the ground that has led led to this move uh, by the government today. So, yeah, I think it's tough for everybody, isn't it? But perhaps a feeling had started to get uh, established that this was over, we kind of could return to normal. I don't think we've fully woken up in this country yet to the reality of living with COVID. This is going to change our lives for, I would say, the next year. We're not the first to have measures like this, Julia. We will not be the last. Uh, This is going to become, I think, uh, a, a regular occurrence and something we're going to have to get used to. And uh, do you applaud the government for taking this decision? Look, there's quite a lot of criticism of how it was announced, you know, 9.15 on Twitter, um, messages coming into force at midnight. A lot of people would have woken up this morning completely unaware of the new rules with their plans, particularly uh, Muslim families planning to celebrate Eid uh, today with their family members uh, at home or, or, or in, or in, in uh, communal places, but no longer allowed to do so, other than at the mask under social distancing rules. Um, other than the actual messaging of that, do you actually welcome decision do you think this was a decision taken at the right time and in the right at the right level well throughout this crisis julia i've been on your program calling for a strong public health approach so yes uh when presented with evidence of widespread transmission decisive action is required and i supported the health secretary on that basis i do have concerns about the announcement being made 
and the detail not being provided until very late last night. And I think that is something the government needs to correct. Because when you make an announcement like this that affects millions of people's lives, you do have to give them specific answers to the questions that they have. But let's leave that to one side. You know, there's no point me coming on and sort of pretending that I'm nitpicking with the government's announcement. I support okay. what they're saying today. And just finally, and I would ask people to follow it. Just finally, how long do you think people are going to have to be facing these rules? Well, do you know, I, I don't think that this need be um, something that uh, is in place for a long time. So, Couple as of I weeks? Said, yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's dangerous to make those kind of predictions. But, you know, I was describing to you a moment ago, Julia, how quickly the position changed from what we had last week to what we've got this week. So equally, it could change very quickly the other way again if people follow the rules. And I've agreed with the uh, health secretary that this will be reviewed weekly. And I will certainly be pressing for uh, the um, removal of these restrictions at the earliest opportunity. What it, this is being done for, though, is let's just keep this in mind, is accepting this now so that we don't have to face a much tougher lockdown later down the line as a result of a failure to act. Okay. And that is that is the prize that we're after here, Julia. We do not want a local lockdown in Greater Manchester. This is a, 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 a modest change that we're asking for from people now to prevent something much worse later down the line. Andy Burnham, Mayor of Greater Manchester, thank you so much for joining us here this morning. Across the UK, online, on DAB and on your smart speaker, Talk Radio. Right now, though, let's talk to Lucy Powell. She's Shadow Business and Consumer Affairs Minister, but she's also Labour MP for Manchester Central. Good morning to you, Lucy. Good morning. Uh, let's talk, first of all, if we can, about this uh, local lockdown affecting, of course, your constituents across the board, not able to meet this weekend, and who knows for how many days, weeks ahead uh, with other households indoors at all. Do you welcome those restrictions? Do you think they are government's right to bring those in? Well, look, I support anything that will keep this virus under control and, and save lives. But I do have um, some serious concerns about how this decision has been taken and how it's been uh, communicated. Because what is really important here is that we have transparency so that everybody understands uh, why decisions are being uh, taken so that they then are more likely to adhere to them. That, that then we have... Um, clear actions that follow so everybody knows what's expected of them and there are there are many 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 questions that I've been inundated with overnight which I'm unable to answer and people need to feel that things are proportionate and, and fair and I'm not sure that that um, that we've, we've met that those criteria with with this today I mean I was quite blindsided by, by it because um, I follow the data very very closely I was on a briefing call um there was a briefing call yesterday for members of parliament yesterday morning. There was no sense whatsoever that this was uh, imminent or, or, or necessary. Uh, and then, you know, we, we get this announcement very late at night for new measures coming in at midnight did, and, and no one's really around to answer the questions. Did, did you find out on Twitter as well? We know Andy Byrne and the Greater Manchester Mayor was at a, at a meeting earlier in the day with Matt Hancock. He, 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 well, well, he spoke to him earlier in the day, as the health secretary has just told us, but they didn't bother informing local MPs. No, I, I found out like everybody else. It's quite extraordinary. Out. It is. And, you know, it's, it's frankly not good enough. And it, it, as you said, it does cover a large number of people. I think my understanding is that this was a, a precautionary 
uh, step. It was supposed to be quite a modest step about discouraging people from um, going into other households and, and gathering in other households. Uh, but then as the guidance has emerged, that the, the guidance has been more um, widespread than that and, and more strict uh, than, than that and, and covering lots of areas. And as I say, I've, I've been inundated with calls around, you know, can people, what does this mean for people going on holiday? Yeah. What does it mean for planned weddings this weekend that were allowed, you know, visiting elderly relatives elsewhere outside the area, returning to the office that people have been encouraged. I mean, just hundreds of questions that I think, you know, are are still unable to be answered. And I think, you know, if we had a very uh, world-beating, as we were promised, track and trace system, um, you know, we we would have a much clearer idea of exactly uh, where and how uh, transmission is occurring and we could be much more localised in the action that followed. Yeah, but the thing is, we, we do have a darn good idea of where transmission is happening. We know it's happening in homes and we know it's happening uh, it, where people are not obeying the lockdown rules. Um, as I've just been saying in, in my opener and as we've been talking about with Matt Hancock, the health secretary, do we need to be a little bit more open and just and, and give express instructions and appeals to particularly the Asian populations who are specifically at risk because of often living in these multi-generation households? So it means, you know, young people uh, might well go out and about and, and live their life freely and break the rules but aren't at risk themselves but if they're not seeing elderly grandparents in the next few weeks and perhaps they're not putting them at risk but if they're living in a home with elderly grandparents they are putting those people at risk and large extended families meeting up regularly particularly of course with Eid today uh, we are talking about a massive risk for a large proportion of the population here Um, should we not be a little bit more honest about this and make sure that those that information is getting to the people who need it most well, we, I think we do. And I think that's why I say transparency. I mean, I'm, I don't know the data, so I can't, I can't pinpoint for you where and how that is happening. So we, we really do need uh, much more transparency about that data um, you know, in real time so that people can uh, understand where things are happening and why. So you know, two or three weeks ago, it was, it was sort of clearer that work, certain workplaces were were the root cause of some transmission. Certain workplaces, sweatshops being, you know, Mm -hmm. being being run by, you know, local business people involving an awful lot of people being exploited, uh, the local Asian population. But again, everyone keeps saying... Not just that, not just that, not just that. I mean, there were, you know, there were food... Um, food processing plants in Anglesey, yeah. you know, I mean, there were, there, you know, it, certain confined workspaces, yes, where social mm. distancing wasn't being adhered to, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, clearly. But as I say, you know, I don't, I don't, ha- I knew, knew there was an issue in, in Oldham that's been um, w- well known for some time. Uh, there was a briefing call yesterday, this was not flagged. Um, so I, I, I can't be sure about that. What I do know is that there are more sort of young people seem to be um, getting it. So yeah. we've got to have transparency so people understand and then they're more likely to comply. If, if those messages are clear, uh, understood, shared by everybody so that we're all out on the radio saying the same thing uh, for the same reasons with clear instructions that then people can follow and then you get compliance. I okay. think when you have this sort of confusion, you, you don't get it. OK, well, let's also talk about what uh, your party leader, Keir Starmer, who has been very critical of these measures last night on Twitter, he's uh, doing today, is officially launching what your party is calling the Jobs, Jobs, Job campaign today on, on a visit to a company in Peterborough. What is this campaign? Well, apart from the obvious, what is this campaign aiming to do? Well, look, I mean, as we've just been talking about, you, when new restrictions come into place, 
uh, or some of the existing restrictions are, are still in place, this can have a devastating impact on people's livelihoods and jobs and businesses. We've got the furlough scheme tomorrow uh, now starting to be wound down. So uh, employers are having to start to contribute to the furlough scheme from tomorrow. And we know that um, nearly one in five uh, people who were originally furloughed are still on furlough. So that's nearly two million uh, workers. And the estimates of the levels of unemployment by the end of the year, if we don't see further action to save jobs, could be as high as 10 or 12 percent of the population. These are unprecedented levels of unemployment. So we're calling on the government to do more now to save the jobs of today now. We need more flexibility and an extension of the furlough scheme, especially for certain sectors adversely affected or for areas that are seeing new restrictions like we've seen um, here in, in Greater Manchester uh, overnight. And we need some more sector-specific support for those industries uh, most acutely affected. For you know, Frankly, for restaurants in Manchester waking up this morning to yeah. hundreds of phone calls of cancellations, the meal deal offer that starts on Monday is going to be no good whatsoever. So we need more sector-specific support to save okay. these jobs. Online, on DAB and on the Talk Radio app. Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.